What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. And by Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Inflation is going through the roof. Graham Ledger owns gold and silver, and you should consider it too. Go to bh-pm.com, bh-pm.com, or call 866-3-GOLD-25, 866-3-GOLD-25 for Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Thank you. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, the so-called COVID vaccines, the largest, most dangerous, quasi-voluntary human clinical trial in world history. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. I will not sit back and sheepishly watch as those who serve the people of the state are given unlawful orders which threaten their livelihoods. First responders are waging war on Oregon's vaccine mandate. The latest blow out of Jefferson County Court. Dozens of firefighters, Oregon State Troopers, even the Oregon Fraternal Order of Police are suing the state and Governor Kate Brown for mandating they get the COVID vaccine by October 18th or lose their jobs. That lawsuit, first reported by the Oregonian, was filed Friday. I'll likely get fired over this video. Two days after this video got another trooper in Bend placed on leave. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a police officer. I have personal and religious reasons as to why I will not take the vaccine, but also the freedom to choose not to. In the video posted last week on Instagram, Trooper Zachary Cowing sits in uniform in his patrol car and blasts the governor, her mandate, and anyone who gets the vaccine, quote, out of fear. By Wednesday, OSP had placed Cowing on paid leave pending an investigation. Dan Tanell is representing Cowing as well as the plaintiffs in Friday's lawsuit. He says the cases are separate, but the message is clear. And there are many troopers who are not going to get this vaccine. 
and are prepared to lose their job over this. Tunnell is hoping they won't have to. The suit argues the governor's vaccine mandate, among other things, violates rights to free expression under the Oregon and U.S. constitutions. Tunnell calls the governor's executive order unlawful and says even amid a global pandemic, labor unions should have been allowed to negotiate. Does her authority trump these bargaining rights? No, it shouldn't. Whether a court lets it or not, it I think we'll find out. It's your body, your choice. Pushback against vaccine mandates is mounting nationwide. Here in Oregon, nurses in Tualatin have rallied against the requirement. The Portland Police Association has warned officers under a mandate by the city will resign over it. And last month, the Columbia County Sheriff told Governor Brown he won't enforce vaccine or mask mandates, writing in a letter, we have had enough of your overreaching mandates and bullying threats. The rise of the more contagious Delta variant has changed everything. Amid skyrocketing COVID rates, Governor Brown has defended mandates several times. Friday, her office sent us a statement reading hospitalizations have increased nearly 1,000% since July 9th. The vast majority of Oregonians hospitalized for COVID-19 are unvaccinated. People are dying. The governor is responding to a public health crisis. Whether her response will remain intact will now be weighed by a judge. Stop the tape. So you're, you have a Marxist governor who, by the way, is related to Jerry Brown and kind of looks like Jerry Brown. Lovely glasses that you wear. They make you look so intellectual, Governor Brown. Um, yet we know who you are. We know you're a Marxist. The Delta variant has changed everything. See, this is what the masterminds want you to believe. They want to drive you to do things you wouldn't typically do based on fear, based on hoping that you believe that they more, know more than you. And unfortunately, there are about 170 million Americans in this country, at least, who have given up their rights, who have said, yeah, government, you know more than I do. I'm going to get the jab. Now, a lot of my friends have gotten the jab. And I'm not here to ridicule them. And a lot of you may have gotten the jab. And I'm not here to ridicule you. But I am here to give you the facts and give you a dose of reality. And the reality is we have been here before. God bless the firefighters and the police officers in Oregon. And I have another story out of uh, New York. Similar situation. The teachers union. You know, I'm on the record criticizing the teachers union. I, I believe the teachers union should be abolished. We need to destroy the teachers unions across America. Otherwise, we'll never take back our educational system. They are the problem. They allow teachers into the classroom who don't care. They allow curriculum into the classroom that destroys the very foundation of this republic. But every once in a while, the teachers union swerves into productive liberty. And in this case in New York, and I believe you're going to see this in other areas, if it happens in California, it's going to be a miracle because the teachers union there is walking this tightrope, this fine line between supporting Marxism and saying, hey, wait a minute, we got to stand up for our teachers' basic human rights. Being able to take a vaccine, an experimental medical device in this case, should be a whether you have the right to say yes or no to that should be a basic fundamental human right. 
It's part of our God-given liberty that is ostensibly protected in the United States Constitution. Yet here we are. Here we are. Facing mandate after mandate after mandate from the government, but it's a trickle-down system here. The government doesn't mandate to Delta Airlines that it must force all its workers, including flight attendants, to get the jab. It just hints and nudges a little bit and says, uh, you know, the, the, the FAA is uh, highly recommended. So this is how the government works. The government can't officially, the federal government can't officially mandate in very many areas except in the areas it controls. It controls a lot of people. Millions of federal workers and millions and millions of federal contractors. And so they believe they have the domain there. So I've said this before. I'll say it again. Those of you who have gotten the jab, you have to stand with us. Patriots who are trying to protect liberty. You need to throw your bias aside. Okay, because once you have been jabbed with this experimental medical device, part of the largest quasi-voluntary human trial in world history, and I say quasi for a reason, in a moment I'll tell you, but you need to stand shoulder to shoulder with the patriots who are saying no, who have done their homework, or just have a, a religious or maybe just a gut reason to say no. You have got to stand with us, those who are doing our homework, who are doing our research, who understand that the FDA slide in October of 2020 pointed out 110 potentially fatal, in many cases, side effects to all of the COVID jabs. You have to stand shoulder to shoulder with us. And the reason I say quasi-voluntary is because there is information out there. It's not being meted out to the masses by the mainstream media. And, and when people go get the jab, they're not being fully informed. But there is information out there. There's information out there about the survival rate of the Wuhan coronavirus at 99, somewhere around 99%. Why would you get a vaccine, so-called, if there's a 99% survival rate? Why? If you're more morbidly obese, if you have some comorbidity, you have something that scares you, okay, if this is a real vaccine, go ahead. But if you're a perfectly healthy young person in particular, like my daughter, why would you get, if this is a vaccine, which is not, but let's stipulate that it is, even if it is a vaccine, a real vaccine, cultured from the disease itself, which is not. This is an mRNA. It's never been used in humans before at this scale. It's the largest human clinical trial in world history. We do not know the long-term, even the mid-term side effects. We know the immediate side effects, and there have been more than almost 14,000, more than 13,000 dead reported in the various VARS reporting system, okay? That has a 1% compliance rate. In terms of reporting, you do the math. You do the math, Facebook. You do the math, YouTube. There's 13,000 on there that's been reported. Plus, nearing 14,000. But we know most of the doctors, the vast majority of doctors, don't take the time to use this arcane system and punch in these severe side effects, including death. The severe side effects 
who knows what the numbers are? The numbers are totally corrupt. I just checked the worldwide numbers of COVID deaths, 4 million. That's nothing. That's not a pandemic. That's a joke. Do you know how many people die every day in the world of various reasons? It's almost a million a day. Four million, four something million over 18 plus months? Are you out of your mind? 200 million cases? But we know the numbers are corrupt anyway. Most of the 600,000 plus deaths in the United States are phony. They're phony COVID. We know this. Why are the numbers juiced? Well, the number of cases, so-called positive test cases, are juiced because the PCR tests, among other things, can't differentiate between COVID and the flu. That's just one reason. But many of these tests are run over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until they get this little, little speck of COVID. Oh, that's the test positive. It's another case. It's in more money from the federal government for the hospital. You see how this works? If it's a COVID diagnosis, these hospitals get more money. It's that simple. Deaths. We know, it's not anecdotal, that if it's a COVID death, the hospital gets more compensation. Okay? And so, if someone comes in with diabetes, dies of diabetes, someone comes in of pneumonia, dies of pneumonia, someone comes in with cancer, dies of cancer, but they also have COVID, it's listed as a COVID death. These numbers are worthless. Absolutely worthless. So why? Why is the government doing this? Well, the answer is simple. It's, it's, it's the same answer as why they're trying to force climate change down your throat. Fear. They use this fear in order to get more power. Power is money. Power is glory. Power is control. It's that simple. It's what Marxists do. It's what Stalin did. It's what Mao did. This is the template. So kudos to the New York Teachers Union and kudos to the, the people who are pushing back in Oregon, the firefighters and the, and the police department. We need to support them. And on this program, in a couple of minutes here, I'm going to have someone on here who can speak to that. Their entire mission for years, well before COVID, was to allow Americans a choice in vaccinating or not vaccinating their children or, or themselves. I can, it's called. And I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by MyPillow. Go to GrahamLedger.com. All this information is on there. MyPillow.com. Put Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, Ledger in the promo code box. Get up to 66% off. They have a sale on my slippers right now. And, of course, they have these wonderful sheets and pillows, etc. But put Ledger in the promo code box. Also, Brought to you by Relief Factor. If you go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger, you get a nice special to begin your introductory um, pills, but they're homeopathic. You don't need a doctor for these uh, to remedy pain, and it works. I take them, and it works. And also uh, Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Um, the markets are just nuts right now. Uh, I'm not saying it's panic time just yet, but you got to protect yourself. Gold and silver is what I do, and I recommend you look into it yourself. Speaking of looking into yourself, I have some information on ivermectin. And now this is, this is the um, horse medication that's being ridiculed 
in the mainstream media right now. And among the folks who are ridiculing uh, are the mainstream media themselves. And of course, they bring on like-minded people, mostly Democrats, but some Republicans. They love having a Republican on who disagrees with patriots, who disagrees with constitutionalists. So they bring these people on and they try and make the rest of us look like idiots. Um, and a great example of this was on uh, Meet the Press. I'll just give you a little snippet of it. Roll tape. Uh, we've got this issue of the dewormer uh, situation. And uh, I think at Kentucky po Poison Control has had uh, extra calls about this. Governor Bashir, is there, are there just certain groups of people that aren't going to listen to you? And you have to acknowledge that and find other other spokespeople to try to to try to convince the unvaccinated to listen to public science, uh, public health? When it comes to misinformation, I really don't think this is a red or a blue issue. It is a fact versus fiction or a sometimes sane versus insane. Stop the tape. Sane and insane. So I guess I'm insane if I'm talking about ivermectin. I guess I'm crazy if I'm talking about hydroxychloroquine. I guess I'm nuts if I say to you that the Wuhan coronavirus has a 99% survival rate. And if you get to it quickly, if you intercede right away when you believe you're coming down with the thing and you use a Z-Pak and you use a homeopathic remedies like vitamin D and massive vitamin C and you use ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. But I want to talk about ivermectin here has a wonderful success rate somewhere close to 100 percent. You know, nothing is 100 percent in this world except death. 100 percent chance we're going to die. Uh, very few things in this world are 100 percent. But ivermectin has an incredible success rate when it's given early. And by the way, it can be used prophylactically as well. How do I know this? Well, I went to the National Institute for Health website. You ever heard of that, Dr. Fauci? Oh, that's right. Dr. Fauci is the head of the NIH. And on his website is this little publication. The title of it is Review of the Emerging Evidence Demonstrating the Efficacy of Ivermectin in the Prophylactics and Treatment of COVID-19. Lo and behold, this was dated on April 22, 2021. So this is on the NIH website for all the world to see. Now remember this in context with Dr. Fauci going around saying get the jab. This is the conclusion of the study. I'm going to read it for you. Meta-analysis based on 18 randomized controlled treatment trials of ivermectin in COVID-19 have found large statistically significant reductions in mortality, time to clinical recovery, and time to viral clearance. Furthermore, results from numerous controlled prophylactic trials report significantly reduced risks of contracting COVID-19 with the regular use of ivermectin. Goes on. Finally, the many examples of ivermectin distribution campaigns leading to rapid population-wide decreases in morbidity or mortality indicate that an oral agent effective in all phases of COVID-19 has been identified. A prophylactic a preventative of con even contracting COVID-19 has been identified. And it's identified 
on the NIH website. So why isn't this being reported in the mainstream media? Why isn't Dr. Fauci saying, hey, you know what, ivermectin works as a prophylactic? In other words, you don't need the vaccine, so-called. You don't need the jab. Ivermectin's been out there many, many years. Now, the mainstream media wants to report of these dummies who take massive doses of ivermectin, and then they want to scare the rest of humanity by saying, if you take ivermectin, you're going to kill yourself. These people are going and they're getting this dewormer from the vets or however they're getting it online. You can probably buy it online. And they're not taking the proper dosage. They're not taking it correctly. And anything. A lot of the prescriptions written by doctors, if they're not taken correctly, they're going to wind you up in the emergency room, if not dead. Of course, so they have no context to this. Horse dewormer has also been approved by the FDA. Repeat, mainstream media. This wouldn't even be on the National Institutes for Health website if it wasn't approved for human use by the FDA. It is approved for human use by the FDA. Go check it out yourself. Here's the important takeaway. The government has and will continue to lie to you for various reasons. In the end, it's about money and power somewhere along the food chain. Some of it's incompetence. Some of it is a holier-than-thou attitude. Some of it is stupidity. Some of it is this liberal think that they are smarter than you, therefore you have to do what they say. And many, many times, they end up to be wrong. And I want to take you back some 45 years to 1976 and a report by 60 Minutes. Yes, Mike Wallace, when the media, the mainstream media, actually swerved into journalism from time to time. In 1976, there was this thing called the swine flu. And just like today, the government went on a campaign. President Ford was president back then. And he was part of the campaign to scare the living tar out of Americans into believing the swine flu was going to kill you. And so they came up with this vaccine and then another version of the vaccine. And they said, go get it. Roll up your arm and just get it. There were PSAs written just like today, just like you see today. Do it for your family. Do it for baseball. Do it for apple pie. Roll up your sleeves and get the jab. Just like today, they had a campaign out there. They went out there and scared the living daylights out of millions of Americans into getting a jab. Lo and behold, this jab had side effects. Sound familiar? Yes, just like today. There are massive side effects for the so-called vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus that are not being reported in the mainstream media and are being hidden by our government. When you went and got the jab, those of you who did, did you see Guillain-Barre disease on there? You know, it's just this paralysis that begins at your feet and starts percolating up through your body and can kill you. You're lucky to survive it. There are treatments to do so if you catch it early. I know someone who died from it. It wasn't related to COVID. 
But the point is, is that this disease is listed as one of the side effects for the so-called vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus, and it was listed as a side effect back then in 1976. Today, and that word did not get out to the masses. Today, we have the same thing. We have more than 100 side effects listed for the so-called vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus that has not been adequately put out there in the public ether, either by the government or the mainstream media. Why? Instead, we have shut up, line up, and get the jab. So let's go back to 1976. This is a four-minute segment of about a 20-minute chunk from 60 Minutes. So I, I cut it down a little bit, but I want you to see the parallels here. Roll tape. Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. It may be a little difficult for you to answer this question, but have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes, the weakness in my hands will stay and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her husband have filed a claim against the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program, and he pushed it. Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program. No. No one ever did? No. Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness, apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine? Absolutely. You did? Yes. How'd you know that? By review of the literature, 
So you told your superiors, the men in charge of the swine flu immunization program, about the possibility of neurological disorders. Absolutely. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. I've said that Dr. Hatwick had never told me of uh, his feelings on this subject. Uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to um, make that assumption. Then why does this report from your own agency, dated July 1976, list neurological complications as a possibility? I think the uh, consensus of uh, the scientific community was that the evidence relating neurologic disorders to influenza immunization uh, was such that they did not feel that this association was a real one. Joining me now is the founder of ICANN, that's the Informed Consent Action Network, Dell Bigtree. Dell, it's interesting, you know, the infamous statement is, if we don't know our history and understand our history, we are doomed to repeat it. And, and here we have this story uh, back when journalists were journalists, and they actually did some, some good on behalf of the American people, 60 Minutes in 1976 on the swine flu and the, the side effects, the horrible side effects of the swine flu vaccine that ended up apparently killing more people than the swine flu did uh, itself. And here we are today, rushed to market, it, not even a vaccine, an experimental medical device that now is being forced down the throats of tens of millions of Americans. It's incredible that here we are again. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it just shows you, uh, you know, how far your government and collusion with agencies and industry, uh, you know, how far we've gone in losing this country to the people. The people should be deciding what's happening here. Instead, we have industrial forces, lobbyists, the pharmaceutical industry being the number one most powerful lobby in Washington. It outspends oil and gas two to one. Just to give some perspective, we spend twice as much money, I mean, pharma does to our government than oil and gas, and we fight wars for oil and gas. So it gives you a sense of the power that pharma has in our government. And now look what's happening. We're, we're not only forcing a what we call a vaccination, but it doesn't meet the, you know, as you pointed out, it doesn't meet the definition of vaccination on any scale. It does not stop infection. It does not stop transmission. So the entire point of a vaccine, which be, would be to create herd immunity, is now absolutely not there. That, they've not achieved that. That's being stated by Rochelle Walensky at the CDC. So now why are we forcing a product on somebody that does nothing to protect their neighbor? I mean, that's the entire sales pitch of vaccination. And it doesn't even do the things that it would need to do in order to be a viable product to stop this pandemic. So the entire thing is now based on a lie. The, this idea that somehow it would help your neighbors, it would help us get out of this pandemic. It's not going to. At the very best, maybe it protects you, gives you milder symptoms. I think that's debatable, but that's the only point they can now make. So why force firefighters and teachers and doctors and nurses and you know, every citizen, every employer, you know, that wants to force their employees to get the vaccine, really, that should be a personal choice. I, I was thinking just yesterday, I was talking with a friend. This is, you know, we're talking about making it illegal, essentially, to do nothing. When has it ever been, if I just like walk down the street the way I always have in my God-given body, 
Now suddenly that's going to be illegal, or at least, you know, when we look at my employers, I can't work a job. If I want to just live in my natural state, this is an incredible moment. And again, we're talking about the fact that the, the vaccine doesn't do anything it's supposed to do, but has a lot of risk. The highest death rate we've seen in any vaccination in history. We're now over, you know, uh, you know, uh, 13,000 uh, internationally reporting to VAERS, which is our capture system. Seven to 8,000 of those are in America alone. That's in six months or eight months. To put that in perspective, we normally see about 400 deaths reported from all 16 or 17 of the vaccines that we're giving to children and, and adults in America per year. So we've gone from 400 for all 17 vaccines to now, you know, uh, thousands, eight, 10,000 deaths, uh, and nobody seems to care. And in the history of the VARS reporting system, there's been a grand total of 9,000 dead. That's for 31 years. So this Correct. is insanity. And, I'm, and, and Israel really is probably the greatest example of what Sorry. you're talking about. They're talking about a fourth booster shot, which if the mainstream media were paying attention now, they'd they'd realize a light bulb would go off and say, wait a minute, four booster shots. <laughs> that means that the original shot ain't working. The second shot ain't working. The third. And, and the other, I think, devastating statement that, that came out just a couple of weeks ago was from President Trump when he said he learned a lot about the CDC while president. And one of the things he learned was that the CDC is Pfizer and the Pfizer is the CDC. I think that was the most devastating statement that was completely overlooked by the mainstream media. But your organization, I want to talk about your organization, yeah. um, supports, obviously, these lawsuits um, by the teachers union in New York and yeah. firefighters in Oregon. Um, how how do you assist? How does your organization work um, in terms of helping these people, these groups, but also individuals? So uh, my nonprofit, Informed Consent Action Network, half of what we do is legal work. We have a huge legal team. Uh, that is fronted by, I think, the best uh, lawyer in the world when it comes to medical issues like this, Aaron Siri. And so we've brought lawsuits against the government uh, on vaccines and the concept of safety. We've won against the FDA, the CDC, Health and Human Services, the National Institute of Health. We're uncovering things that are being hidden by our own government from the public. So number one, just having revealed those, those inconsistencies and lies by our government, all of that data is now available to these different unions and things that are going to court. So we've provided you know, answers where no one had any. Also, uh, many of the times we are assisting behind the scenes. Sometimes we're in litigation. We're litigation in universities all around uh, the country that we are funding. And then if we're not directly involved in the litigation, because we have such a great track record of winning these cases based on the medical science, which is what you have to be really good at, we offer our assistance to any legal team that's going through these cases just to make sure that they're boned up or if they want us to step in and do the depositions or have Aaron Siri and his team do that. We offer all of that through the Informed Consent Action Network because we want to make sure that these cases are won. The worst thing that can happen is to have cases that lose. That sets precedent against you. And so we are dedicated to making sure that everybody that's out there has the best case possible. And then we ourselves are launching lawsuits, you know, uh, with some of these youth, with some of these groups, uh, because the goal is ultimately to have the right case get to the Supreme Court. We're all really hanging in the lurch right now because of a decision back in 1905, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, where this guy Jacobson, who was a minister, was being forced to take a smallpox vaccine. It went against his religious beliefs, and he had also been injured as a child from a vaccination. So he said no. 
Uh, he lost in court. He took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled against him. But what's interesting, they didn't make him take the shot. They made him pay the $5 fine. But that ruling in 1905 over smallpox and this one man really is what affects all of the litigation uh, in the entire nation now. So it's sort of crazy that we have this super old ruling with a far deadlier illness uh, and one guy and he had to pay a fine that has people like Alan Dershowitz that came forward last year saying, I believe the government could plunge a needle into your arm, like drag you to a hospital, plunge a needle into your arm, give you the COVID vaccine, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I would love to fight that case to the Supreme Court. I called him and I actually debated him and you can see it on my website, thehighwire.com, where I do my show. But I debated him on that topic, saying, I don't think you can equate dragging someone to a hospital and violating them with a needle to having to pay a fine, which is what Jacobson ultimately had to do. I think we'd all pay a fine if it came down to that. But this is, you know, we need to reset this discussion because these, are, these vaccines are in a totally different space. New technologies messing with our DNA, messing with our RNA, if we don't have control over our own bodies, if I can't control what's injected into my body, then I don't think we you know, have freedom anymore. We've lost the dream of our founding fathers, the United States of America. I don't think you consider yourself a free citizen. In fact, I think you have to lower yourself to about the status of a farm animal, because that's what you are. If you can be injected by Farmer Bob with whatever he wants and wind up then you have lost all the rights that exist in, in humanity. And, and, and this is the, the problem. This is the crux of, of what I've seen from the beginning of this whole COVID debacle from the mask and the, and the shutdown and all that. It was all about the Constitution for me. It's yeah. always been about uh, liberty um, for me. Now, um, if folks, one of the messages, uh, Dell, before I let you go here, one of the messages I try and tell people is they're not alone. There are resources out there. If, if they're not a part of the a union that's fighting this or they're not part of a group, let's say they're just facing a mandate uh, at work. There are resources out there, and I often put them on my website. Yours is, is one. Uh, are there other resources that, that people need to understand that they're not alone, that they can stand up for their constitutional rights on their own? There are various ways to do so. Correct. Well, you know, I can only speak for myself. Correct. And I can only speak for myself and my website because I know that we do our due diligence to get it right. So people can go to uh, ICanDecide.org. We have an entire uh, discussion there and a paper on how to apply and how to talk about a religious exemption, which is the most powerful exemption you have you know, with your employers. Do not attempt a medical exemption. That is going to backfire on you. Don't talk about the danger of the vaccine. Just say, I, you know, believe in body autonomy through my religious belief, my connection to God. And that's the end of the story. We're not going to have this conversation. You're not allowed to ask me any more details. But we put things like that on our website at ICanDecide.org. Um, you know, you've got to find your, you know, your truth. And wherever you find it, though, I would just say this. Make sure that they provide you with the evidence for what they're saying. And it's not just somebody's opinion. Very good. Dell Bigtree, keep up the great fight. And uh, please keep us informed, okay? I will. You take care. Thank you, Graham. Now, I talk about this COVID situation a lot because, to me, this is about liberty. It's always been about liberty. Back in March of 2020, when governments started shutting down vast sectors of our society and shutting down vast chunks of our liberty, to me, it's always about our constitutional rights, the mask, the COVID itself, the virus spreading, and now the so-called vaccines. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. 
I'm trying to give you information, useful information. How do you fight back against this attack against liberty? Whether you have had the jab or not, how do you be on the side of the Constitution? Well, here's how. If you need more information, ICANN is there as a resource. The Liberty Council is a great resource. Liberty Council is actually going down there and knocking down doors on behalf of innocent Americans who just simply want to live their lives without a jab, without an experimental medical device being put in them, without being part of the largest, most dangerous, quasi-voluntary human clinical trial in the history of the world. That's why I do this, because you will not get this in the mainstream media. You will not see Chuck Todd go on and tell you that ivermectin, per the NIH website, is a prophylactic to allow you to be inoculated, if you will, against COVID. Who's going to tell you that if I don't tell you? Who's going to warn you about the CDC? and take you back 45 years to Mike Wallace and, and 60 Minutes, 1976, when the CDC did the same damn thing and the government did the same damn thing. Now we look back and we almost laugh at that, how horrible it was. But of course it isn't laughable because it was lethal to many people and crippling to many people. Fast forward to today, ladies and gentlemen. You people who have that stuff flowing through your veins and now affecting your DNA you better take some precautions. And the precautions are relatively simple. That is, if you have had the jab and you have the vaccine remorse, according to the doctors that I've talked to, you treat your body as if you would you were trying to prevent the COVID-19, and that is this homeopathic remedy. Zinc and selenium and vitamin D and massive doses of vitamin C, magnesium, other things. But consult your physician, obviously, if you're concerned about this. But whether you've had the jab or not, you need to fight for liberty. You need to be on the side of the patriots, okay? And, and God bless you. I hope everything goes fine for you. Because I have family members who did this. And, of course, I want them to be fine. But remember, remember, this vaccine, so-called hysteria, we've been here before. The CDC was dirty in 1976, and it is worse now. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.